Hello and welcome to Racing Only Better. We are back to tip winners. That's what we're here for. And I am joined, as always, by Dan Barber, Kevin Blake and Tony Calvin. And we will be looking ahead to Sandown. We've got grade one action, also in Canton as well. Plenty to get stuck into. Lots of enthusiasm on this show. I'm very excited about this. But first up, we need to head over to Tony Calvin for what has become a regular and very popular. When I say very popular, I just mean I think my mum said she liked Weather Watch, Tony. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We need we need theme music for this, I feel. We need to get Barry R on this. We need a yeah. little, little hit of theme music before, uh, before TC kicks into what it. What can we get? Uh, what about Billy Ocean? It's raining, man. <laughs> it's raining, man. Sam Barber. Sam one of your poor attempts at humour. <laughs> well, I was. I, I did not if you for a second. I mean, I did... Um, Obviously, a lot of people listen to the pod and a lot now watch it on YouTube. I think it is right to acknowledge. And there's just one review that I liked, which I thought was nice. And it's somebody's taking the time to write in. So I thought I'd mention it. So this one says, this is the best show in horse racing on any form of media and has been for years. That's nice, isn't it? Oh. Much of that is down to the dedication and passion for the game of Kevin Blake and Tony Calvin. Not as keen on the Thursday tipping version as Dan Barber's constant week attempts at humour irritating. The pretty good review. I think you'll agree. I that is very good. Excellent review. I'm not sure that? about the last line, but honestly, you boys are braver than me. I'd never look at those bloody <laughs> comments. I'm crucified. I'd hate to think what was in there. Oh, That's a funny one. If, Come you, on. if you're worried about criticism in this game, you're in the wrong game. Yeah, look at Tony Calvin. That's right. Come on, you're on a pack of gravy trainers and takeout merchants. That's all I know. <laughs> That's what we are. <laughs> so says Paul Richards about Calvin. <laughs> what was the follow up? What was the follow up line about Dan? About you've got low, you've got more jobs than who? That was a different one. No, I was calling myself Steve Jobs. Just I, I, don't, know, that, I don't know what all these jobs are. Somebody must be. I've just been from my hour walk because we're recording this at five o'clock uh, on a Thursday. And I just listened to the Cheltenham pod. And um, who was the guest on that? It was like Mr. 99 Jobs, Dan Barber was the Jerry McGrath. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's 99 Jobs. It's one fewer than jockeys you write for, TC. Come on, TC. You want Weather Watch. Weather <laughs> Watch. Two, two, mate. Two. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> even when the going's good at Sandown, it's heavy. But no, it's currently, <laughs> it's currently soft. They're due about another 12 mil Friday and Saturday. So it's going to be heavy on hurdles, course. And it's probably going to be soft, heavy in places on the chase course. And when it gets heavy at sand and on the hurdles course, it's brutal. Okay, do you want to do Wing Canton now as yeah, well? Yeah, Wing Canton is good to soft, soft in places. Again, they've got rain uh, Friday and Saturday. And one forecast suggests they're going to get 12 mil on Saturday alone. So I'm probably ver uh, veering towards heavy on Saturday there as well. Even, even the BHA site said they're getting 40 mil Friday, Saturday. So, yeah. Bloody hell. Right, plenty of rain around then. Mm. Okay, on we go. Sandown, the 115, the two-mile, four furlong, uh, won't mention the title, handicap chase, a 0 to 30 contest. <laughs> Kevin, you're giggling away. You can kick off. Gemma Rond is currently the 7-4 to favourite, the top of the market for Venetia Williams. PJB next best, Richard Spencer, 5-1. to Skippy on in there for Tom Lacey at 5-1. to And then certainly Red, 7-1. to Those are the top four in the market. Which way are you looking? Short enough price for a race like this? Yeah, slightly boring opinion, Vanessa. I saw that fab and... I thought, yeah, you're solid looking, but we'll surely get you beaten. I went fishy, fishy amongst all the rest. 
And I just arrived back to the fav, having gone, oh, Jesus, you'll do. Yeah. <laughs> I could just, I just couldn't get as enthusiastic. I Skippy on almost, but I'm not sure coming back in trip is what he wants to do. So um, Jim Arand for the old process of elimination verdict, I think um, is probably going to take a bit of whack. Okay. Dan, would you concur with those thoughts? Strong favour at the top? I do think he'll win more races and at Southerly jumped well and had plenty left to see off that horse of skeletons who our jet who has won since. But I thought that horse on the day probably made his headway a bit too soon. And I mean, I do think he will win again, as I say, but I'm with PJB at the prices. He's five to one for this. He was three to one and heavily backed prior to his run at Haydock in a better race when he crashed out of the seventh. I watched it back again earlier and his jumping was actually quick and slick until he hit one, got got in too close, possibly unsighted. If that market move of last week is any guide, then he won't be five to one. And just go back to the, the Sandown race. That EBF final is a great race every year, but complete unknowns won since. Um, Marble Sands has won twice since I'm reading these. Thunder Rock, of course, was in there. And our jet himself, who we just mentioned in line with us, Mucho Mass, loads of horses that have won since. It's always one of the strongest handicaps of the season. And he's now two pounds lower. Okay. PJB at a much, well, at five to one in the market for the Richard Spence team. Sean Bowen booked in the saddle to overcome that fall when we last saw him. What about UTC in here? Yeah, but for us, all the prices, like Kel, I thought Gemeron was, was a very likely winner. But the more you look into it, I think he might be the only Venetia Williams horse that doesn't want soft ground. Uh, <laughs> I know he won on very soft ground in France, but I think even when it's good to firm, they report it as very soft over there, don't they? If you have a look at his records <laughs> over here, even though tough mudder Venetia Williams can't get him to win on deep ground, the soft and heavy ground former here is not worth a light. So I thought, I thought he was opposable. Um, and also, it's quite interesting, on heavy ground here two years ago at this meeting, he was pulled up on heavy ground and a handicap hurdle off quite a lowly mark. So I'm probably against Gemma on at the price, but I couldn't find anything to beat it. I was quite, I don't know what time form I've done, because um, that certainly read was only up five pounds for a 16, 17 length winner in the fog at Wincanton last time. I know this, I know he was left alone two out, but I thought that might have been a lenient piece of handicapping. But again, he doesn't want the grounds probably as testing as it's going to be. Um, no bet. No bet race. And in my excitement for Weather Watch and the wonderful comments and feedback we've been getting, I forgot <laughs> to tell our listeners and viewers all about one excellent offer we have for everyone this week. So get excited about this because you get a £10 free bet when you bet £10 worth of multiples on Saturday's UK and Irish horse racing from Betfair. How about that? What an absolute January bonus That's that a good is. Offer, that is. That is a good offer. If ever good I saw offer. one, that is a good offer. Good offer. Let me tell a you good, that. A, a good offer, poorly delivered. <laughs> jazz hands and all for the good offer. On we go. The 150 at Sandown, two miles. It's a handicap chase. Grey Diamond, the course and distance winner, five to two at the top of the market. Cora Green Rock for Lucinda Russell, 11 to four. Ferrero Bamboo for Venetia Williams. Could be a very good weekend for her, although I've been saying that for a while and it's not quite delivered. He's in there at three to one. The last day, seven to one. Uh, Kevin, we'll keep in order. You kick this off, please. Yeah, I'd be happy enough with, with Grey Diamond. Um, I thought that was again. a... 
Well, it's pretty, it's pretty close to the top of the market, Vanessa. But uh, Grey Diamond was, was the one I was favouring. Um, look, was acquitted himself quite well in, in good handicap chases before he went missing for a little while. But the comeback run at Cheltenham last time was very good. Um, it's, you know, travelled quite well through the race, looked a big danger. Um, and maybe the lack of a recent run just caught him out late on. Um, that form has got a couple of nudges since in, in the positive direction. Um, handicapper gave him two, but like I'd say he's definitely capable of winning off 133. And this might just be a good opportunity for him to do so. And um, you delve back in his form a little bit and you'll find some um, heavy ground form at Sandown even to encourage you um, now that he meets a more testing surface, having gone, having gone so well at Cheltenham on a nicer ground. Um, Sam Thomas isn't exactly whacking in winners, but I don't think there's an issue. They seem to be running well um, just without winning. And Grey Diamond, I thought, might be the one for, for Die Walters, who uh, I hope is is recovering well. He obviously himself and Sam obviously had that, that helicopter accident yeah. a little while ago that was pretty, uh, pretty not good. Yeah, absolutely. I concur those thoughts. Um, do you agree, Dan Barber, that you think Grey Diamond can win off his new mark 133? Definitely. I oh. think he's I think he's a very strong favourite. Um look, look, for one thing, look at the list of opponents. The last day, not a great record, fresh, massive cup final day when he won the red room. He's eleven now. Pharaoh Bombu, Tony and I were sweetening him when he was they were trying him over further at Cheltenham. But his record around two, he still he, he's not been a prolific winner, has he? Two from 13, when even when he's had conditions in his favour. And the only time he met Grey Diamond, he was a fair way behind him. Ascot last season, I think Dreams of Home, he's slightly out of his grade. Excitations, not really proven on very testing ground over fences. And Corrigine Rocks asked a bigger question. Grey Diamond's form is really strong. Sec, third to Amarillo Sky, and he travelled as well as him. The runner-up Fugitive's gone on to win really well at Chepstow. And if you go back to the final start of last season, which was on this very day, actually thinking oh. about it, it was, um, it was at Wing Canton. He might not have won, but he was looking a very big player when he made a terrible mistake at the last and stumbled. He missed a year after it pretty much, but I thought all that he went as if all the powers were intact. And um, Kev mentioned the stables for him. I think his last three, Sam has been second. So it's been a bit frustrating, but they are going well and close. Okay, two very strong votes for Grey Diamond then. Go on, TC, make it the treble up for us. No, I I can fully see that. Um, The one I thought I was going to give Ferrero Bombu another chance because even though I definitely think he needs two mile four in in kind of normal company on decent ground. but You're a forgiving man, aren't you, really? People have the wrong end of the stick with you. You're very forgiving. Uh, Well, I'm not going to back him because he's already been punted from fives to threes today. Um, and people are just latching on to the grounds, people latching on to the fact that there could be plenty of pace in here. Four of the seven like to go forward or have done in the recent past, including Ferro Bombo. But I think he'll probably take a lead in here. Uh, and I just think it'll be a really strong run, two miles um, on heavy grounds. And I think that'll play to his favour. Like I said, I do think down the line, when he get better ground, he needs two mile four, but he's a heavy ground winner. Um, he's course and distance winner. He finished second in Dolos's race here uh, back in February, and I think he was given too confident a ride that day. Uh, that's the race that Dolos always wins. So um, he is vulnerable to improver, uh, an improver of 140, and that price has come down a couple of points already. So I probably won't back him at his current price, but he's the way I was leading. But, yeah, Grey Diamond, I can fully see that as well. 
Okay, on we go to the Tolworth, the big feature race this Saturday. It's not the strongest uh, racing weekend, but this is a cracker of a race. Tamaris up at the top of the market at 15 to 8 for Paul Nichols, looking to scoop another novice grade one, following on from winning, obviously, the Chalo. Um, Authorised speed, next best in the market at 2 to 1 for Jamie Moore and Gary Moore, this horse that we know they think plenty of. It's won over the course and distance already when we last saw him, but would need to step up. Arctic Brezel over from Ireland for Henry de Bromhead more likely race than the others in here Rachel Blackmore booked for the ride at 11 to 4 those are the top three in the market and really the focus points given that it's bigger prices the rest Kevin um, are you going to start talking us through with the Irish horse a good place to start Vanessa yeah because he, he probably has a bit of the X factors and the unknowns about him um, unusual thing for Henry to bring one over um, to Britain this time of year I dare say it doesn't happen all that often um, and he's an interesting horse um, he didn't actually win a point to point but he finished second in one that worked out well I say worked out very well it worked out very well in the sales ring at, um, at Tats Farm the, the first three went to the sales not long after and made basically a million quid between them Wow. Um, which was fair going on. <laughs> and Arctic Russell was one of them. Um, and look, he, he made, a, a, I suppose you'd have to say, a very positive start at Cork. It was looked um, a, a reasonable maiden hurdle on paper, certainly at the front end. It was essentially a match. Um, it didn't necessarily pan out that way. It didn't go a mad pace. And there was a couple of horses that I, I dare say are probably a bit ordinary that weren't beaten all that far. But Arctic Russell did his thing got the better of the fav. Um, jumping technique was interesting to watch. Um, like he, he was he was quite good much of the way, but the comment I'd make about him is like he, he was for a horse coming from a point-to-point -point background, like he was notably low. Like he was low and, and he was nimble most of the time, but he was he was pretty brave at times now and he made a bit of a mistake at the second last. And I'd say he's just one of those you'd be I'd, I'd be a little bit nervous watching him. Um, I'd say he's, he'd never be that far away from getting a bit too low and making a right old Hames a one. Um, so, look, I don't think you'd expect a horse like him to go over and be very defensively priced. I don't think they've been too bad with him, dare I say. Um, but he's not the selection. I'm just a shade worried about his jumping. I'm a shade worried about the depth of the race he won. Um, okay. And I, I was favouring Gary Moore and uh, authorised speed. Um, was there when he wanted to stand down, liked him as an individual. Um, ground was, was it'd probably be, it would probably be more testing, I, I suggest, on Saturday, but it was, it was, it was testing enough there now. And he looked a real soft ground slogger, um, at two miles. And sure, look, it was, it was all pretty straightforward there until you know he, he nearly fell and Jamie Moore nearly came off at the last. It was a bit of a hard stopper for odds on backers but he ultimately won quite well he was better the time before probably at Lingfield um, and yeah look he's got a high level of bumper form and I thought he might be able to to grind to grind these into the ground now um, it'll be it'll be a strong old test at two miles um, on the prevailing ground and um, yeah he was the one I was favouring Are you in agreement Dan to take on the Paul Nichols juggernaut that is? I'm less of I believe he's a bit of a slugger. I think he's not a slow horse. The one thing that would sort of be in my mind is Moore's record in the bet for hurdle down the years has been great. And I sort of have half an eye thinking he might be the type for that. They need oh. four runs now to qualify for it. Basically, I think Gary Moore might have that race. So an upcome the time, if there's no constitution hillers, they won't be as I've got, I've been minding a horse called Hansard for it as well. It just would 
fit the um, Gary Moore profile in that race. Um, I think this one is just massively overpriced in here. Now, he might not run well, but it's called Colonel Harry. Um, he's 25s with the sports book. Um, I'm not saying that was a deep race at Sandown, but half of them were after oxygen as they entered the straight. It was similarly bad ground, really heavy, and he just kept on galloping. And that's the angle, really, that he looked a real strong stayer at the trip. He looked uncomplicated. His hurdling debut, seemingly better as expected, given the market, but the horse that he ran into then went on to win at Cheltenham despite a bad mistake. So that's that form's fine. Little break since. Don't know if that's by accident or design. He's had a couple of months, but he looked like he could go three miles this horse already. And essentially, in survival of the fittest, up Sandown's running. That's what I was after. And he's 25s. And there's a few here who are untested on soft ground or are flat types. Maybe the off flat type who might not be guaranteed to get home like Nami and Lyon. Okay, Colonel Harry then for the Jamie Snowden Gavin Sheehan team. As uh, Dan has said, he's a 25 to 1 shot at the moment. Um, and clearly, on the case that Dan's just made, is kind of the wrong price or too big a price in the market, TC. Mm. Um, is there anything else that's jumped out the page at you as a horse who is priced up wrong in here with such a um, sort of the market really going heavy with those top three we've already mentioned? I think the top three in the market are priced pretty much prices you'd expect, isn't it? If there is an overpriced one, um, it's the mean lion, um, 16 to 1. I mean, that was the, that was the same price uh, earlier in the week when the 6 to 4 anti-post favourite Lucia was in here. And there was a couple of others that come out of the overnight stage as well. So they've kept at the same price, even though they have some withdrawals. And if you look at the mean lion, he's, he's, um, he's got a much better chance than 16 to 1 suggests. I mean, you just have a look at – if you take any store in official ratings, then – You've got 134 tomorrow's, 132 authorized speed, and the mean lion's 131. And that's only after two starts. Now, got beaten last time after winning at Hereford, but you know, he was giving five pounds to a horse lightly raced, uh, and finished uh, second in the grade two bumper back in April. So I think that Haydock form last time's very good. Go and have a look at his platform. Uh, this on his final start for Andre Fargo and Godolphin, he finished second in a in a group two over a mile seven in heavy ground. And um he was only picked up by, by 18 grand for 18 grand after that. Um so I think the flat forms there, the grounds form there, uh, official ratings tell you he's well in the vicinity uh, of the market leaders, and he's you know five, six, seven times the price. And also Kerry Lee's been having quite a bad run recently, but she had her first winner since November at Hereford on Wednesday. Um, yeah, I think it all points to Namine Lyon at 16s of the sports week, and that is the biggest price going. Um, that one being overpriced. Now, obviously, if you back each way now, you've got the dead eight in here. And if you're backing on the fixed odds front, you, you know, you're, you're taking your chances. But no, well, from official ratings and everything I've just spoken about, Namine Lyons seems well overpriced at 16s to me. Okay, everyone taking on the favourite in the Tolworth Grade 1 then. And this is what I love about National Hunt Racing is that you can go from the novices where it's all the so many question marks, so much potential, so much hope, onto the three o'clock at Sandown just 35 minutes later. Uh, over the three miles, we've got the Veterans Handicap Chase and some real old favourites in here. Ramsey Dete is up at the top of the market, four to one, but it's a wide open affair. Obviously, that's for the David Pipe team, just turned 11. Snow Leopard S, same age, nine to two. Uh, Kustar Savola in here for Venetia Williams at eight to one. Prime Venture, eight 
speak to one. He's a 12-year-old now. And further down there, you've got likes of Bally Andy for the Sam and Nigel Twist and Davis team, an elegant escape. Um, some real, I don't want to say, the le- word legends is not the right word, but some old favourites, I think it's fair to say, Kev. Some old codgers, you might say, Vanessa. This is fantastic. I, like, <laughs> I, I, I'd say, I think I say it nearly every year, but but the creation of this series was one of the better things that's happened in National Hunt Racing for some time. I think it's brilliant. Um, yeah. Anyone that keeps, I know these are these are generally good horses. There certainly have been good horses. Anyone that keeps one in training up until this stage, all the way through, they deserve to have some opportunities. You know, in against the. Um, you know, like aged horses. And um, this series is fantastic. Love it. And look, this, this is the biggest field of British National Hunter Racing since the Grand National, I'd say, is it? 18 runners. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so, it's a 20 so runner not to 95 or something at Wincanton on Saturday as well. Don't <laughs> spoil my point, Dan. Just, just, just <laughs> Real meatball race. Yeah, definitely. And <laughs> um, look, the one I like is Bally Andy. I, I suspect um, the oh. Twisters have um, have had to find the mind for some time with him. Um, because, and look, uh, the case is... is is well he's a horse I like so it's a, it's a it's a case that's clear to me look this has been a brilliant horse obviously um won a champion bumper back back in the old days um we haven't seen a whole heap of him over fences at all um seven times in total um he reverted back to hurdles after it maybe didn't go perfectly to plan thing there for a while but um he's only had one goal over this sort of trip over fences and we know he stays it from what he's done over hurdles we know he handles testing ground and uh, that run over three miles came at Perth uh, back in September, and it was a lovely run. Um, it was a return from a break. He finished up their tails, and um, I recall I fancied him for a veterans race over three miles again. I think it was at Sandown, and they got called off. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they, they ended up running them over two and a half at Cheltenham, and it was it was just too sharp for him at this stage of his life. Um, and he ran well again; like he was only beaten five lengths. And I'd say back up to three miles, back on testing ground. Um, I This is a big old pot. Horses like this don't get a chance to run for it, really. So I suspect, I hope now, Nige and all the twisters will uh, have been turning the screws now and have this fella absolutely rocking and rolling for this. Um, he won't be alone on that front, I'd say. But he looks a well-handicapped horse. And I'm hopeful. I'm surprised he's a double-figure price. I thought if I was pricing this, I, I would have had him right up the top end of this market now. And I could see him shortening. And um, you can probably tell I haven't been full of enthusiasm for too many yet, but I am full of enthusiasm for this fella now. I think uh, I think he's got a great chance. Okay, Bally Andy at 12s. I remember when, uh, not that long ago, I had to research him. He must have been on a card that I was doing or something. And I was amazed to see that at the age of 12, I think he's only ever, uh, uh, he's only ever not completed one race. I think I'm right in saying. I think he was yeah, it, it, it can be a hairy jumper of offence at times, but he's been holding it together well enough now in, in his two spins this season. That would be the key. Like, look, it wouldn't be a shock to anyone if he hits one early and kind of gets out of a rhythm and it's all a bit of a disaster. But his most recent runs have been better and he might just be getting like all of us Vanessa he might just be getting a bit more sensible and measured in his old age and um, he might just put together a nice clean round uh, that allows him to be good and competitive very similar to me Dan Barber just getting more (laughs) sensible in my old age Uh, come on who do you like here of the old codgers 
Uh, first thing I'm going to mention on it is, do you remember the race 12 months ago? I remember I was on final nudge, really fancied him. He cancelled oh. into the race. And it is it was the biggest pace collapse you've ever seen. It was a race Prime Venture one, and they were they were absolutely legless. Is that, is that, is that when Liddy Pinching went hell for leather on Valadon? Yeah, on Valadon, yeah. Um, proved a bit insane. Yeah, and it completely blew that race apart. And, I mean, it... On the face of it, you see, oh, Prime Venture back to the same mark, prepped over hurdles. Is he interested? But I actually think he was so flattered last year that I couldn't really be that sweet on him. I like three. Sorry, if that's all right. At big prices, oh. Kev's, <laughs> Kev's already mentioned one. I mean, they're all tens really plus. All right, to be honest with you, but anyway, <laughs> uh, one's tens plus. Um, uh, in Ballyandy, who I agree with Kev, he's, he's made the case. I don't need to add to it. Okay, um, Cross Park's another who's got a really excellent sandown record i've i put him up two or three times when he kept finishing second a proper oliver twist he just every time looks like he's gonna win and and couldn't go past he went his second four times in a row including in this race he ended up the season off 150 finishing six in about 365 and he's now down to 142 having had a spin out for nick kent first time for the yard i'd be amazed if this wasn't the long-term plan and Absolute million at the bottom. I didn't think Bermeo should be 50s because he's a thorough stayer. He was a complete Lauren to himself, but on a good day, he's very good relative to the grade. And we saw that. I remember putting him up at Newbury last year, first start for the stable for Harry Fry, and he absolutely powered to the front late on. Um, that Bermeo wouldn't wouldn't be a 50s chance at all. He'd be more like a 16s, 20s chance. But I've got more hope, obviously, with Cross Park and Ballyandy. I've got some good news. Bermeo, Bermeo is chance at all. He's eight. Sportsbook. He's, eight, he's what? He's eight eight. Is. And you're also getting five places, Dan. Yeah, I, I, he's one of those. You, you're compelled to back him each way at 80s, even though he's absolutely not the sort of horse to be backing each way. <laughs> 80s with five places for Bermeo. Check that out. Um, over to you, TC. We gave Dan three. So, you know, if you want to tip up another seven, then we've got <laughs> the field. Job done. Through my line. Yeah, I was going to go for our fancy 17 in here and I'm going to have a save. <laughs> <on the other one. laughs> um, no, Dan's already mentioned him actually. Um, very Cross sweet Park. on Cross Park. He's the sports book are ducking him a little bit at 10s. That's the lowest place around, but he's currently 14s on the exchange and he's the kind of horse that I think you'll get that price. But he's interesting because. There was a lot of um and an I nearly tipped him earlier in the week, but I missed the I missed the 25s. Uh, but uh, I didn't tip him there, but I gave him a very good mention on Tuesday. Um, and there was some debate afterwards about whether he was actually qualified for this because he hasn't actually run in a qualifier in 2022, which we have to. But uh, Kevin mentioned the fact that the, 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 the qualifier on November the 6th at Sandown was abandoned halfway through the card. So because he was entered in the qualifier, he, he can run here and, so I think that's very much in his favour. Dan's mentioned the Sandown record, three seconds of the six, and that six came with a bet, 365 Gold Cup. So the course form's there. Finished second in this race two years ago off a £6 high mark. Ground all love. And um, I actually tipped him first time at Haydock, and he was um, he was trading on, uh, you know, about 20, 25 to one on the exchange. And then in the last 10 minutes of trading, he just went out and out and out. And he, he started at a 70. So if he needed that run as badly as the market suggested, that he ran, he actually ran very well there. He ran well for a, a long time on the inside. That was a really strong Haydock race. Um, the winners ran her okay at Kempton over Christmas. The second, the big breakaway, come out and finished second in the Welsh National. 
and I'm going to break Dan's heart here by pointing out rapper deferred there come out and run by a street uh, on New Year's Day. So the Haydock form in concepts of this veterans race is very, very strong. He's down to a mark of 142. Um, there's loads of pace in this race. So he's a midfield creeper. Yeah, I think he's got loads in his favour. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll be happy with tens. I'm probably going to be backing him win only on the exchange, even though we're getting five places. Yeah, cross park for me. Okay, couple of strong fancies for cross park then. On we go, and we'll stick with UTC for the 335, the two-mile handicap hurdle. DiGello is at the top of the market for Venetia Williams, Charlie Deutsch, 7-2, to two, another horse from that yard with a good chance this weekend when the ground gets soft. Uh, Isio in there for Paul Nichols, 4-1, to one, coming here off the back of a break. Obviously, the Venetia horse got turned over at a very short price when we last saw him. Um, those two are at the top of the market, lightly squeezed in there for Harry Fry. Brian Carver's got leg up at 4-1, to one, um, and in the air is next best at six to one for Gary and Jamie Moore. Um, tasty little. No, quick. Sorry, V. I know I don't have a strong view on this, but just something about Venetia quickly. You know that. Remember that weekend, that Saturday, where she had all four yeah. of those horses winning half the track. Fair in it, the lights here. Yeah, all four have run since, and not a single one has been placed. I mean, talk about bouncing. Was that when? Everyone was like, oh, Venetia's back to form type of excitement. I think she was. I mean, unbelievable. I think she's maintained. But that was just quite remarkable that you have four horses win like that and not a single one of them has been placed since. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. You were allowed to jump in with that sort of knowledge. Well done. Thank you. Uh, back to UTC for this. Like I said, it, I, tasty little contest, this. No, it's um, yeah, very good. I thought Lightly Squeeze was the most likely winner. Um Okay. Bought to the top price nine to two this morning. That's got taken. Uh, you can see why he was first start back with Harry Fry at Kempton, uh, and it absolutely shattered. Um, uh, could have won by more than four lengths. Only got up six pounds. Got a lot in his favour. The one nagging doubt: you're backing him at a short price. He says had three starts at Sandown on the flat and jumps, and run pretty poorly on all occasions. And as we all know, and as we've spoken about, the Sandown hurdles track is. Is could well be one for specialists. So that would be a slight worry. The one I quite like is Hardy Dassault. Um, uh, he's an eight to one chance. He's a little bit bigger on the exchange. I just think he's really well handicapped off mark of 124 over hurdles. Now, he was novice chasing last year um, and he was model of consistency when finishing. Um, um, and he's rated 135 over fences. But, and he's been dropped six pounds for two hurdle runs this season. And there was a lot more promise of that on the Weatherby run over two mile three last time. I think a drop back to two miles on testing ground and his, and his best two novice chase starts came on soft ground. Um, so I, I think you need a horse that stays a lot, stays a lot further than two miles. Uh, Hardy to sell fits the bill. Um, again, he, he's, he comes from France and he's one on deep ground there for what that's worth. But yeah, I, I think there's a body of evidence as Jesse, he wants it deeper than he's, he's got this season. Um, yeah, and I think of Mark of 124, which is 11 pound now on his chase mark. I think he's um, he's, he's handicapped to go very well, and hopefully be the second leg of a Jamie Snowden double for Dan. I was going to say, nice. it could be a bit. We're really selling the Jamie Snowden factor this coming Saturday, aren't we, Kev? Yeah, be snowing a tan down. This now got mountain to climb. But this is the crap jokes that the people writing in the comments are referring Love. to. They what love was them. It? Sorry, dismal attempts at humour. Oh, dismal! And and Forrest yeah. Banter as well was another Irritating. one that they got to mention. <laughs> you had a haircut, Dan? No, no, no. Oh, you brushed it. Oh, right, okay. 
It's okay. like a comb over, isn't it, on top? Go on, Kev. Oh, take yeah, had a haircut. <laughs> yeah. The other week. I, I wish Band of Outlaws while here, starting off for Ben Haslam. I'm not going to put him up or anything now, but geez, he's a talented horse now. Um, won the Boodles, obviously, and 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 maybe should have won a Galway hurdle, but I just just couldn't be kept right. He's had all sorts of problems. So hopefully Ben can keep him right and, and get him another day. Um, but the one I was favouring was Dr. T.J. Eckelberg. Where does that name come from? I didn't know. Oh. Is he a, a character, he... character in The Great Gatsby, apparently? But oh, really? I don't know anything about, anything about anything cultured like that. But anyway... Um, yeah, look, he's unexposed. He um, he he had four spins last season um, as a as a juvenile and progressed well. But it was it was his comeback run in Leicester that would really draw you to him. Um, I'd say the winner's not too bad, and I tottered down, and he very much got the run of it. Doctor TJ was given uh, like he, he was written with a view to the future. I thought watching it, it, it clearly wasn't all about that day, and he shaped very well for an awful long way. Um, I think, you know, testing ground isn't going to be a big problem, I don't think. And look, should come on from that run, went up a pound, but that was fair enough. And um, yeah, just, just a little bit less exposed and then a fair few of these. And I thought he'd be capable of, of going very well for Ollie Murphy, who's having winners at the minute. OK, on we go to Encanton, guys. Three races to cover from here on ITV on Saturday, starting off with the 130, two miles, four furlongs. This is the handicap chase. It's a naught to 50. Celebrator Allen at the top of the market, Allen for uh, Philip Hobbs and Tom O'Brien. Next best, Elixir Donuts for the Joe Tizard team with the cheap pieces on. Kiltili Briggs is in here for the Jamie Snowden operation. Another one for Snowden. This could be it, guys. Um, oh, Messier de, de Zobo here for Alan King off a very long break. Those are the top four in the market, but at the top, Celebra de Allen at five to two. Dan, you can start off here. Um, where are you looking, please? struggling to get him beaten i've got to say when you really? think think back to re- uh, that run last season he had a couple of runs over hurdles and found like an abnormal amount to win twice once at haydock surging to the front late on when it looked like the runner up had got away and then he came, went to handicap at warwick and didn't really get a warwick ride he was dropped out you don't often win handicaps around there like that over fences and got the better of wishing and hoping late on he went off four to one fab for the plate next time. And I reckon even running the same race he did then might be enough to see him win such a lesser contest as this. And he's reappeared again, shaped well for a long way. I just think three miles was beyond him again. He was given a Warwick, a non-Warwick ride, but he was up against Dower Stay as Ramses Detail, who's I think top weight for that veterans final. Like, you know, real died in the wool staying types. He's not that backing trips the the, the right move. Just as a, another note, he's clearly my tip, but Elixir de Nuts, he's, his performance might reflect on that 150 race at Sandown because the horse who beat him, Excitations, runs at Sandown 20 minutes later. Okay, so Dan, keen on the favourite though here. Kev, um, where are you looking? Um, I'm with Celeb Dallin as well, but i just give a quick mention of Magic saying, keep an eye on him. Um I, I, I won't, I wouldn't, this might not be his day. Um, you always have to be careful how you phrase these things, but um, he, he's one of those that's in uh, in the, the British handicap chaser, handicap mark freefall. 
Um, he's gone down 11 oh, pounds for four zone. runs. We love that zone, Kevin. It's a great zone. Yeah, but if I was Paul Nichols, if I was Paul Nichols, I would be... I would have one plan in mind here, and it would be very simple. Um, I certainly would let, leave the screws um, a little bit loose. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have them tightened up for today. Give him a nice run back, and he'll probably get dropped another four pounds if he finishes mid div. Um, bottom weight in the Grand Annual tends to be mid to high one thirties, and um, you just tee him up for the Grand Annual. He went off Fav for it a, a few years ago, off a, off a mark in the one forties. He's high as one fifty nine at one stage. Just tee him up for the Grand Annual, Paul. You might be vulnerable to um, to some younger ones now, but we saw it at the festival last season that a few of these um, these old codgers who uh, who have come you know down really fast in the ratings. We're being very competitive there. And if he were mine, that would be exactly what I'd be doing. But look, as I've said before in this podcast, not every, particularly British trainers, they don't think like a criminal like, like I do and uh, many of my fellow countrymen and many of my fellow countrymen do. So they might be on a completely different wavelength, but uh, that would be exactly what I'd be doing. <laughs> I had magic that, saying. That why Blake is a race planner. Look what he's done. Just tee him up and yeah. off. Criminal. Um, just, yeah. Cri- criminal. You need a you need a criminal mindset in this game, Vanessa. Criminal it's, what Paul, it's what Paul Kimmage was talking about the other day. Criminal mindsets. <laughs> Honestly, I just sometimes when I hear this sort of chat, I just think to myself, I'm just too innocent for this world. Too innocent. <laughs> I am just a saint. Uh TC, you're a saint with me. Who we've got two votes for the favorite here? Are you concurring? No. Um the most interesting, Wing Canton's probably not betting fair, if I'm being perfectly honest, but it is to somebody because Messi de Zobo has been back from seven to four throughout Thursday. And it's interesting to see because I, I, I hate to say this, he's actually, he was actually left in the Clarence House stakes uh, earlier on this week where there's a, a massive eight entries for it. So I imagine he's 140 rated horses. They've only put him in there in case it, Cuts up to three, uh, and he just might have a doodle around there. But he's got actually quite a lot of going for him here. I mean, the handicapper's dropped into a mark of 140 for his absence. Uh, he's two from two at the track. It was only in Jan 2021 he was being protector at round here. Um, yeah, I mean, he has got form in, in deepish ground. Um, and Alan King in the weekender column said he's done loads of work for him, uh, loads of work with the horse. And he's a kind of horse with his with his kind of like lightly roast and troublesome profile that he's unlikely to have him massively undercooked here in in what is likely to be quite bad ground. So I thought of a very lowly handicap mark. He, he was quite interesting, and uh, he did win first time out in two thousand and sixteen, and then he and then he lost about three years, uh, and then he came back and won first time out in twenty twenty. So yeah, I can fully see where the money's come from Messi de Zobo, but he's eleven year old now, but. I just think because of his profile, I think they'll have him pretty straight. And King and his weekend column suggest that might be the case. So, yeah, Messi does oboe, but probably won't back him if, if truth be told. Okay, fair enough. We love your honesty as always. On to the 205, the two mile handicap chase, Dan. Uh, Desk de, 
Desk Delil is his name. Oh. Desk Delil <laughs> is his name, and he's up at the top of the market for Venetia Williams. Shane Quinlan in the saddle at seven to four. Got to transfer that Ludlow form, and obviously up in the handicap off the back of the two wins. Intern the Savola here for Jane Williams. David Noonan seven to two, not available, which is what I am for Matt Shepard and Tom Bellamy at four to one. Those are the top three in the market. Another Crick has got the blinkers on for Noel Williams five to one. Um, very very competitive Dan another crick was the beneficiary of that uh, grey diamond uh, stumble in on this day 12 months ago in this very race not sure he's fired twice since maybe this has been the plan all along I think the Favs are rank price two soft wins at Ludlow and absolutely all out to beat Bundora who closed from the back up yeah. another four pound never tended to hold his form for that long I put up not available at a big price he ran well at Newbury last week finished third sort of sticking to his guns behind a a Venetia horse who's clearly destined for better things like Gamma Ray. Uh, quick turnaround, slightly off-putting though. At the price, I'm crackpot theory here, but I don't think interned De Civila has been in a position to win either of his chases so far. Dropped out on both occasions. Remember him as a hurdler and they used to be really aggressive with him. He ran from £10 out of the handicap at Fast Loss as well, so he didn't really have a chance anyway. But he's, I'm sure he'll have learned a bit from those first two starts. Proper mark today. And I think we're going to see him revert to the pace setting tactics that served him so well over fence. If he's dropped out early, I'll know my fate, but that's the theory I've been working on with this horse. Having seen both of his stats so far, I thought it both times that there's another day for him. Okay. Uh, TC, is this another race that at Wincanton, if you're being honest, you're not sort of the betting? I haven't had a bet so far at the current prices. I wouldn't be too uh, disheartened, Dan, if, if, um, if in turn to similar takes the lead, because six of these seven have gone forward in recent starts. The the exception is last year's winner another quick. So that would be a possible angle into him returning to form. Um, but the first time blinkers suggest they might be more positive with him. But so this could be a, a pace burn up here. And yeah, another quick's handicap to go well again. Um, like I said, I think he probably would have beaten Grey Diamond in this race last year, but we'll never know. But like I said, he's um He's lowering the weights now. It's just the, the stable form. They haven't had a winner for, for yonks and it's naught from three with blinkers. So that, that doesn't give you any, doesn't give you any kind of like guide to it. But yeah, I mean, I, I can see in terms of similar and it wouldn't bother me if they did drop him out. Because, and the Jane Williams form, uh, yards in really good form as well. I think they've had two winners in the second for the last three runners and they're an outfit I've got a lot of time for. Okay. Um, Final race, Kevin, the 3.15 at Wincanton, two miles, five and a half furlongs, the handicap hurdle, and Chianti Classico here for Kim Bailey, looking to make the treble, looking to land three in a row for with David Bass in the saddle is 10 to 11. Uh, pretty short price up at the top of the market for a race like this, I thought. Yeah, and look, a bit of a, probably going to get shorter, Um, bit of a dose here in that Jubilee Express is declared for Ludlow tomorrow. And one assumes he'll run there and come out of this, yeah. I'd imagine. Um, and that will be not ideal. I would have fancied Jubilee, Jubilee Express here because um, he probably would have got a, a, a freebie in front. Um, Chianti Classico it would probably be the one to make the running in the absence uh, of, of Jubilee Express. Um, and yeah, look, I, I thought it was probably going to take the beat of Vanessa, but I, I suspect a lot of the, some of it, well, certainly a good chunk of the good of this race in terms of a betting contest would be stripped out if Jubilee Express comes out as um, anticipated, or he, you know, doesn't make it to Ludlow or whatever tomorrow. 
Okay, uh, Tony, I presume you're going to concur the thoughts that that slightly fucks the job. Sorry. Ah. Sorry. Sorry. Long day. Long day. Sorry. No, I was going to say shafts, not fucks. That, that's rude. A lot of shafts uh, as well in this show. Um, yeah, I, I think the only angle I got into this race is, I mean, I know where Kev's coming from because I had I had uh, the Sam Thomas horse as the most likely leader, but, you know, four of the five have gone forward and maybe... Uh, Long shanks, the twenty to one outsider is it could go uh, well, you know, could be ridden a lot more conservatively and and maybe pick up the pieces. But yeah, when you got likely to be four runners, win only. Uh, no, it's there's far far better betting races uh, this weekend than than that. No bet. Okay, no bet. Right, it's naps time then, and Dan will come back to you. I'll let you go first. Nap of the weekend, please. I was thinking PJB, but I'm going to go with the extremely solid grey diamond, please. Okay, I'm going to go authorised speed in the Tolworth, Kev. So if you were going to take him, sorry about that. I'm going to go with the Bally old soldier, Bally Come on, the belly. Nice. Um, I will go, we'll go with only as well. No point in messing about. Oh, like it. Go on then, TC. Who's in that, please, for Saturday? I was going to go crossbar, but as Kev's taken that race, I'm not going to go head dead. I'm going to spread it all around. Spread and I'm going to go with Captain and Hardy Dassault in the last at Sandown. At least I can relax and wait until my fate in the last race. Okay. Let, like it snow, it. let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. We have, <laughs> spread, we have yeah. spread the love around <laughs> for the naps. And that's exactly what you can do if you make use of Betfair's offer this weekend. Oh, snowy. Tink, wow. tink, dog, wasn't he? Snowy. Get a £10 free bet when you bet £10 worth of multiples on Saturday's UK and Irish horse racing. Make use of that. Uh, But for now, thank you very much for listening and watching as always. And proof that we read your comments and listen to your feedback. There's been loads of evidence of that at this show, but none more so than the fact that I have tried to stop biting my nails on this episode. <laughs> when you watch it back, there's been moments on this show, you guys are waffling on and I go to bite when I'm like this, it's like a bit electric shock. So uh, any, any like eagle-eyed viewer will notice that. So I'm taking your feedback on board and that's why we're aiming to be the best podcast around. I'll, I'll take the feedback on board. I'll finish off with a note to all the people who are giving us criticism. You can get... Uh, <laughs> thanks very much, TC. Yeah, no. um, as always with the offer, guys, please do read this show's description for all the T's and C's. And all as always, do gamble responsibly this weekend, but enjoy yourselves. Have a good one and join us again on Monday for Wade In. <laughs>